Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcasting Conversation episode. Uh, we've got Brad Mel and Matt Ellis for this one. And we're talking to someone for my money. He's, he's one of the best defenders that Scunthorpe's had. Uh, Murray Wallace, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You're too kind. Cheers. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get into Scunthorpe certainly uh, in, a little bit later on, but let's start actually right at the beginning uh, with Scotland. That's and your early career. Uh, so you're a trainee at Rangers before you join Falkirk's Academy and you progress into their yeah. first team. So what? Uh, I guess those two clubs together. What was it like starting your career um, up there, and and how did they help in your development? Yeah, it was uh, it was brilliant. You know, from a young lad, I was just playing sort of boys club, and I got picked up uh, off Rangers at an early age. I think I was ten, and um, to be honest, I couldn't have you know gone into a better academy. Um, the facilities and the stuff that Rangers have got, you know, Murray Park. I think it was one of the best um, youth academy facilities in the country at the time, and it's probably still up there. So to go there and you know have that those sort of facilities and the coaches, I think that was, um, you know, a massive, massive boost for me uh, in my early years to, to, to learn my, my game. You had some um, early success in your career, Murray, when you were part of the side that won the Challenge Cup in 2012. And how involved you were you with that? And what was it like so early in your career? Yeah, no, that was brilliant. Um, we, we'd had a quite a good season at Falkirk. We were doing all right. I think um, we just missed out on uh, promotion, I think it was the year that Rangers might have um, dropped down the leagues and there was actually an extra promotion spot available and I think we finished third. Uh, so we just missed out on that. But no, in, t- in terms of the winning that cup, that, that was massive to us. We had um, a bit of a mixed squad, a, a few older heads in there, um, like Dan Dodds. And when we, when we were in that cup, he sort of summed it up uh, brilliantly in the final in one of his speeches. Um, you know, I think he was 34, 35 at the time and, He'd had a really good career, um, but like he said to us all, um, he hadn't actually won any trophies. So for him, it was massive and, and he just sort of um, emphasised that to all of us. It doesn't matter what level or whatever, to win a trophy is something special. And we just sort of um, capitalised on that and, and went ahead and won it. And then in January 2012, you signed for Huddersfield. Now, um, according to our research, uh, you you choose those uh, that club over Brighton and Ipswich. So what was it for you about Huddersfield over those two? Yeah, I think um, it was a difficult decision. Um, obviously, at that age, you know, went down to Brighton. They had amazing facilities, done a medical there, went over to Ipswich, you know, seen the stadium and, sort of fan base that they've got and then I went to Huddersfield and it was a little bit different at Huddersfield um, just in terms of the fact that they were in League One when I went to go see with them and the, just the impression that I got of the, the manager and um, the club really that you know they were it was the, sort of the right fit for me that it was going to be the best team the best club to sort of um, go forward with my career um, I was thinking if, it, if I'd maybe joined Ipswich or Brighton it could have been a few years you know, in the, in the academies or on the bench or whatever. And I thought, no, it was, it was best to, to go um, 
to a team that was in League One when I signed to, you know, just sort of hit the ground running and keep playing when I joined up with them. So part of that deal is that you remain at Falkirk on loan to the end of the season. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite common now, isn't it? We see a lot of young players doing that. So what was that like as a player to have signed for another club but not really join them straight away? Yeah, it was a little bit strange. Um, I think Callum Higginbottom, uh, he was in the same boat. He was at Falkirk and he signed for Huddersfield. Um, but he actually, he went straight away, um, whereas I was I was loaned back. And, and to me, that was perfect. I think the sort of run Huddersfield were on at the time, you know, they're flying in the league. And for me to go there and probably spend the next half of the season just sort of gelling in and, and fitting in with the team, um, and I probably wouldn't even play, you know, when a team's on, on a good run of form, they're not going to change things up. So I think for me to go back to Falkirk and, keep playing more games, get more experience under my belt before um, moving down was was ideal. So then as that season finishes, so Huddersfield are in the playoffs. You mentioned that, that you know they're in League One, they were challenging. That's one of the yeah. reasons why they join. Um, so I think you're meant to train with them, but that's when you get the call for Scotland under-20s. Uh, was that a, a sort of a decision you had to make? And then Grayson, who was in charge, did he say anything about it at the time? Was it something you discussed with him? Um, it's not something that I can remember. I think, um, like I said, that they they were on such a good run of form. I, I, actually, the manager who signed me got sacked. I, I think <laughs> two or three weeks after uh, he signed me. But when when it came to the end of the season, I did I did have a phone call with the team and and they said that it wasn't going to be like I could come down and train, but I'm not going to be involved for the for the playoff games. You know, I don't think that would. Have, made sense to bring a completely new player in to play in such, you know, big games when I barely even know the rest of my teammates sort of thing. So um, we must have had that conversation. Um, They said you can come down and train, but then obviously I got a call from Billy Stark to to join up with the Scotland under-20s on a tournament they were going. And I think Huddersfield were fine with that. Um, And obviously off I went and it just happened to be that when the tournament uh, was was it fell on the same day as the, the the playoff final, so I didn't actually get to watch any of the playoff final um, where they got promoted. I just I think I came off the pitch after playing a game, and uh, my mum and sister were over watching, and they just came over to me and told me, "Oh, Huddersfield got promoted as well." So that was a that was a bit of good news as well. What was the experience like then to play in that tournament at the same time that obviously Huddersfield are playing in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> It is a bit weird because my memories of it, um, I wasn't really thinking too much about Huddersfield and, and what they were going to do. I was just thinking, this is amazing. I've been called up you know, to Scotland and that's where my focus was at. And It was a bit surreal. I think we might have even um, just come off a game from penalties as well in the tournament and then to find out that Huddersfield are going up. It was a little bit like, oh... What, what does this mean for me? But at the same time, it's obviously it's amazing for the club. So it, it, I didn't really, I don't think I really digested it until I joined up um, for sort of the pre-season camp. Yeah, about that sort of pre-season camp and things like that. Obviously, they're in the championship and obviously it was League One when you signed for them. Yeah. Uh, did you then, I guess, have, have any doubt? Did you think that was going to affect your ability to get into the team or things like that? Did, were you confident in your ability that you could potentially challenge for a place in a championship squad? Yeah, I was. Um, at, at the time, I was, you know, thinking that they've signed me, you know, um, they obviously want me part of their plans and stuff. But 
it's more sort of, I imagine, with the change of manager and when I came into pre-season, obviously he didn't sign me, so he was just getting to know sort of my strengths and qualities as well. But at the same time, they've gone up league and they've looked to strengthen the squad, so they're looking, they're buying in players um, without even, you know, before even seeing me. So I felt that when I joined up at pre-season, there was a few faces coming in and that's sort of when I was getting the idea, like, oh, where does this lead me, what sort of... But, um, you know, I... I always sort of back myself, you know, in pre-season, came back fit um, and just sort of looked to impress. So in that uh, 12-13 season, uh, that's where you start to get your chance and, you know, you make a few appearances. And then toward, at the end of that one, you actually get Young Player of the Year. So, you know, what was that like? Because obviously if, you, if you're getting that award, it's, it's something, it's showing you quite well regarded there amongst that squad. Yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that was a big boost for me as well. Um, I don't think I made my debut um, till Boxing Day that summer. And obviously, coming from Falkirk, where I just played a full season of, I don't know, 40-odd games or something like that, um, I was I was very frustrated to sort of... It seemed to me like taking a step back, but obviously, you know, when you look at the standard and level, it obviously wasn't. Um, but just, just to not be playing football after making the move down, it was a little bit frustrating for me, so... To, to finally make a few appearances and then uh, win the Young Players Player of the Year award, that was, uh, that was a real big boost for me and sort of a bit of an incentive to kick on from there. Obviously, as you said, you had some really good opportunities when you were a young, young player and, and moving on a little bit over the next few seasons, you kind of, you know, you had a sporadic amount of appearances and didn't really manage to hold down a, a place in the side, really. So how frustrating was that considering you'd had kind of a, a really fast start to your career? Exactly, I think I think that's um, you know sort of the main reason that I ended up you know choosing Huddersfield in the beginning is because I didn't want to you know come down to England and sort of be in and out of the team and not really have that run of games. Um, so probably <laughs> in the long run, it probably wasn't a great thing that they got promoted at that time. It might have been better <laughs> if they got promoted the next year when I was playing in the team or whatever. But you know, it was. I, was a really uh, turbulent time there. I mean, the club was run excellently. Um, the players, the squad we had was good. Sometimes it just didn't gel. Um, but we, we did have quite a few managers as well. I think the first season, um, we just avoided relegation. And then the next season, we were quite comfortably safe, but just round about mid-table. And I think the club just wanted to progress a little bit and um, they kept changing managers to, to try and find the right solution. And then in late August in 2015, so you joined Scunthorpe for the first time on the emergency loan. And I think I think that might be something that a lot of Scunthorpe fans forget is that you initially were with us on loan for a little bit. Uh, now, yeah. I think you worked with Mark Robbins a bit at Huddersfield. So was it him that was involved in, in that move directly? Because obviously he was managing Scunthorpe at the time. Yeah, um, you know, Mark Robbins, I think he actually... I played the most amount of um, games at Huddersfield under him. And uh, so obviously knew me well, staff knew me well. At, at that period in time, I wasn't sure, I can't remember if we'd just got a new manager or, or I just wasn't um, playing as many games. I think I might have just been on the bench. So I was really frustrated. Um, you know, it was a few seasons of in and out and I just wanted to go somewhere and play some regular games. So um you know, when the opportunity came to go and work with Mark Robbins at Scunthorpe, um, you know, I jumped at it. 
Is it obviously initially only a one month loan? Was there any talk of it becoming permanent throughout that kind of initial phase, or was it kind of always just initially just a just a one month on the emergency? Yeah, I think I think it was just um, you know the sort of one month uh, initially to see see how it went. I think we we done quite well. We picked up some good results. I think it was extended another month. Again, we done we done really well, and you know it was sort of after coming in and playing couple months doing well results picking up I think um, that's maybe when they were thinking all right maybe we can maybe we can do something here and I think I, I do think they tried to extend the loan for another month um, but I got recalled as we just changed manager again so that Huddersfield wanted me back for the new manager coming in um, and then I think it was David Wagner who came in I, w- I went back and played a game at Huddersfield and then David Wagner came in and it was just the same same scenario, sort of hit the reset button, new manager, and the, you know, first few games, I, I just didn't seem to be fitting in with his plan. So for me, it was sort of like, right, it's time, it's time to get out of this club and and go play somewhere um, regularly. And obviously, you know, after having a couple months at Scunthorpe, um, I knew I knew they'd be quite keen. Yeah, so obviously, as you just mentioned, you do get recalled there and then, you know, re-sign in early January. Um, I I guess you must have had a a quite positive experience in that first month you were with us then. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I think when when I first signed, um, you know, I was gutted to to leave in the first place because, you know, we were picking up some good results and I was playing. So I was just delighted to get back. Um, Obviously, one of the first games... Back. I think the first game I played was um, after officially signing was Chelsea away in the cup, so that was you know a, a bit of an incentive to sign as well. Um, so I signed, and then I think that was that was my first game on my twenty third birthday. Uh, we played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, and from then on we just sort of um, well. There was there was a slight blip after that game, but mm. after that we sort of kicked on again. You mentioned that Chelsea game there. Actually, let's just focus on that one a little bit. You know, I had down here that it, yeah, it was one of your first games. I completely forgot it was possibly your first one. Uh, big, you know, big club uh, to go away to, uh, and they had some big names on that day. You know, Costa was playing, Oscar Fabregas. Um, yeah. What what was it like to go up against those players in in a ground like that? I think I think that's you know sort of what you dream of and to, to come up against a team of that quality um, you know you've got World Cup winners in there um, loads of international caps and loads of accolades and for me to come up against a team like that is what it's all about you want to test yourself against the best and you know just see where you're at in terms of you know playing at the playing at the top level so that obviously it's anything can happen in the cup and it's just all a bit interesting but I, I felt that we played quite well and you know, maybe maybe with a bit more luck, we could have could have took it to extra time or something like that. But it was just a it was just a great experience. And then you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that blip uh, that does come straight after Chelsea because you know um, I think Scunthorpe was struggling a little bit at the time. The Chelsea did give us a lift, even though we lost because you know it was yeah. it was a good performance. Um, but yeah, then we have that that game against Blackpool. And, uh, traditionally, Scunthorpe don't do well uh, versus Blackpool, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a particularly bad one, I think. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Mark Robbins is is sacked after that. So how disappointing is that? I think for you, you know, you, obviously he's he's the person that's brought you to the club, and then you know, he's, again, you you as you've mentioned with Huddersfield, you you find yourself in this situation again where the the manager that's brought you in has gone again. Yeah, I, I was a little bit worried about that. Um, you know, and I did feel for 
uh, mark as well because when it, when I come in on the emergency loan and we'd done well, we were picking up some good results, we made some real traction in the league and just a little bit unfortunate when, when I went back to Huddersfield and the time in between then and, and come back to sign that I think results had tailed off a little bit and I didn't I didn't realise that he was sort of under that amount of pressure. Um, obviously, the, the, the Chelsea game was, you know, a bit of a distraction, but um, to go into that Blackpool game and to have a result like that, which ultimately then ended up costing him his job, wasn't great. And I, I felt like it was, well, it was a little bit harsh. Obviously, um, you know, my time... My time playing with him, I thought he'd he'd got the team playing well and we were doing all the right things. But unfortunately, that, that's just the way it is. And I think it might have just been, you know, coming up against, playing against Chelsea, a different, a, a, a real team, technical team, you know, filled with great players. And then you go to Blackpool where the pitch wasn't great, the weather wasn't great, you know, it was a real battle. Maybe we just um, sort of got lulled into a false sense of security by playing Chelsea the week before and, yeah, it was it was just unfortunate. I, I felt that you know if he stayed on to the end of the season, obviously I, I felt like results could pick up. Um, but you know the, the the club made that change and they appointed um, Graham Alexander. And to be fair, towards the end of the season, we did pick up some results and we actually almost sneaked in uh, to the playoffs. So why do you think it didn't quite work out for for Robbins then? Obviously, he's a manager you regarded quite highly, and I think that you know he's he's obviously done really well with Coventry this year. Them just being promoted under obviously under the COVID circumstances, but they they were playing really well, weren't they? So you know, yeah. what, what do you think it was quite quite didn't work, work out for Robbins? And you know, how did you find him personally as a manager? What was he like on a day to day basis? Yeah, no, I, I I found him you know really good. I think the the style of football um, that he wanted to play was you know, the right sort of style and his, his recruitment, the players he brought in, the squad he had was, was really good. Um, but sometimes, you know, things just aren't gelling and sometimes it can be down to the players, you know, but a, a lot of the time the managers will take the fall for that and um, where the play, good players have got just aren't quite clicking and gelling and maybe have a, a couple months of bad form. And yeah, it's, it's just a shame because obviously ABC's, you know, he's... He's obviously got that calibre to, to, to get teams out of League One into the Championship. He's done excellent with Coventry um, this year and, and they've gone up as, as automatic promotion winners. You know, quite a few Scunthorpe fans have, were kind of the opinion at the time that, you know, Robbins was maybe a little bit stubborn. But, you know, he, he wasn't the only one. I think plenty thought GA, uh, Ga, uh, Alexander was also a little bit stubborn. Did that come across at all or was it just something that kind of uh, the fans held in the opinion, really? Um, no, I'm... I'm not too sure. I think um, it, it, it is hard to say that about stubbornness because it's, you know, if a team, you, you play a team and they get you a good few results and then, you know, a, a couple couple results don't go your way, you start changing it up, you don't get a couple results again, then you start thinking, right, I'll just change it back to, and then you stick with it just because they, and sometimes that's not always the case. Um, but, you know, when when you're under pressure, you can, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to make the wrong decisions and stuff like that. I think um, you, you, you maybe just put his trust in in the same players trying to trying to change the results when they went in great form. Uh, now you mentioned then that there was that lift towards the end of that season, and we did nearly sneak into the playoffs when Alexander came in. Uh, but just before that, actually, um, Nick Dawes and Andy Dawson were put in charge of the club, and it was we 
were told as fans that that was going to be until the end of the season. And then when Graham Alexander came in, that it seemed to us to it was out of nowhere. You know, it seemed to be a real surprise. Um, yeah. That situation, if you can remember, uh, how did the players find out? And were you told ahead of time that he was going to be coming in, or how did that go down? Yeah, I think um, you know we'd obviously got the, the same sort of message that we we, we knew that um, a new manager would be coming in. We just didn't know if um, Nick and Andy Doss would have it till the end of the season. We obviously got told that, um, but you sort of you sort of expect these things, um, you know, when if it's coming towards the end of the season and you know you maybe got an outside chance of things. Sometimes they'd be thinking to to bring them in so you can gel with the team before the start of the next season and really kick on from there. Um, I think Nick and Andy done done a great job when they were in charge. Um, it's just obviously the, the decision made by the club and Alexander came in and uh, with Chris Lucchetti and, you know, they 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 just, I, I don't know, they just, um, they seemed to gel straight away and we seemed to pick up some good results and we ended up, you know, just on a bit of a run towards the end of the season and almost, almost, uh, paid off. So what were the immediate differences between Robbins and Alexander then? Because obviously, you know, Alexander came in, you know, we looked really, really good early on. You know, I think we probably played some of the best football I've seen us play at Glanford Park in, in many a year, you know. So how did we go from kind of, you know, a, a relatively poor side under Robbins to a side that we looked like, you know, we were going to walk away with the league for the first kind of, you know, few weeks? It, it was it was unbelievable, really. Yeah, I think um, Graham Alexander brought in a, brought in a couple of players that he, that he liked um, you know Josh Morris for example and, and, and that season we were, we were doing well we started the season so well and we were flying and you know players like Josh really really performed excellently I think his bang goes in left right centre free kicks outside the box everywhere um, but I think you do you do sometimes just get a, a general lift from, from a new face coming in I don't know if it's the little cliche you know new, new managers in clean slate for everybody, you know, work a bit harder, you might get a chance in the team. And maybe that's just what we needed um, at that time. Yeah, and obviously we go on a great run towards the end of the season. And I remember that that final day uh, away at Sheffield United and, you know, we win 2-0. It's a great, you know, great victory. Um, if you if we had made the playoffs there, uh, obviously we did what we need to do. I think it was on other clubs, wasn't it? Um, do you think we would have been promoted if we'd have made the playoffs that year? Um, I, I personally thought we would have. Um, you know, I think you ask anybody in the team or anybody in similar positions, they they, they back themselves and say, yeah, yeah, we would. Um, I think just the momentum that we had going into those games, um, or if we if we'd got into the playoffs, going into those games would have would have been massive for us. Um, you know, I I do remember it was a sore one to take. We'd gone to Sheffield United away and two 0 up, and you know, a great great um, support that came with us. It was, it was brilliant on that day and we were sort of getting an impression off them, maybe 60, 70 minutes in that, um, I can't remember, it was Wigan against... I think it was Wigan-Barnsley, I think it was. Wigan-Barnsley, yeah, yeah, that was it. And we were just get, kind of getting an impression that things weren't going as planned in that <laughs> game. Um, but, you know, it, I, I, can't remember, I can't remember our results, but we did go on a, a real good run at the end and we would have fancied, you know, a lot of the times, teams that just sneak in on the last day, you can take Millwall, for example, the, the season they got promoted, they just, you know, they just sort of take that momentum and they've got that, you know, just sneaking in, just underdogs sort of 
uh, mentality that sometimes can benefit you and, and take you all the way. You know, given our great run at the end of that season, then and the clear momentum that we built up was the was the clear target for for the following season then to get promoted. That must have been what the chairman laid down at the start of the season because the, the squad looked so good and and the football we're playing was excellent. So you thought, you know, th- this must be the season where if we're going to do it, it's, it's going to be it. Exactly, I think that was the the whole you know sort of plan ambition of the of the club, the chairman, um, you know, to get us back up into the championship. And I think with with that finish. And just missing out so narrowly, obviously it was a sore one to take, missing out um, in the playoffs. But, you know, it gave us a real belief to to start next season and kick on and, and take that on. And and we did, uh, we did, to be fair. And I think, you know, we had this sort of conversation this, uh, pre-season, um, you know, as a whole squad. And we did really believe that we, we could um, get into the automatic promotion places, but we sort of, wanted to keep that amongst ourselves and um you know play it down a little bit we didn't want to come out and say oh we'll we'll be you know running away with the league or anything like that we we were just sort of a quiet confidence within the squad that we knew that was a that was a target and we knew we could do it yeah well we talk about running away with the league and it's a great start in 2016 and you know we're top of the league at christmas and actually there's that that record that i think gets forgotten about actually that we went a whole calendar year unbeaten at home i think that's you know that's a brilliant achievement yeah um yeah. the closer we got to that record uh was that something that was talked about uh, in the team as as being a target or was it just something that was happening alongside it yeah i think it, i think it was probably something that was just going along with the results um you know i think it's hard it's hard to you know you you speak to anybody in in that squad of that year and you know, all that that season really hurts all of us. You know, there's there's nothing um, how how disappointed we felt after that the end of the season. We got to Christmas, you know, top of the league, and we hit, we just hit a bad spell again over January, February, and um, yeah, just sort of knocked us off. And um, we we're at a point where we can buy we can buy when I think we went away to Gillingham. Um, and we, we were 2-0 up and 10 minutes to go in the last, I don't know, eight minutes of the game, we give away three penalties and we lose 3-2. And that, that really just summed up the, the run that we're on. But, you know, you just got to, you got to dig yourselves out in that situation. And um, that, thankfully, we, we managed to, to dig ourselves out a little and, and get some results together. And so we didn't fall out of the playoff spots because we were in danger of doing that at one point. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we go from that kind of whole calendar year and beating at home to to the the this well basically shambles at Gillingham, isn't it? Really, I, I think probably Scunthorpe fans have never seen anything like it. So, yes. you know, how do you attribute that kind of you know huge shift in form from from you know being absolutely on top of the world to that kind of you know that that you know February it's nine games before I had a win. You know, had Alexander changed anything? Was it just one of them things that happens in the season? You know, how would you explain it? That- that's the, that's the big question. If we knew that, I don't think we'd ended up in, in that position. You know, we were <laughs> we were doing everything we could at, at that point. You know, a few a few bad results. We think, okay, that's you know, it's just a little blip. We'll, we'll keep going. Um, you know, always analysing things after games how we can get better. You know, even when we win, we're always analysing things, and we just we just couldn't seem to to work out what was going on. And then I don't know if there was just sort of the growing pressure of bad form building up 
Um, there was there was maybe adding extra pressure to us or, or whatever, but um, you know we, we started we started training more and doing more at the, at the, the stadium and training ground, but we just couldn't seem to to get out of the rut that we were in. And unfortunately, that I think that ended up costing us the sort of automatic promotion spots. Yeah, because as, as you mentioned, we, we do end up in the playoffs. Um, we finished third in the league. Um, we've talked about momentum already. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Obviously, Millwall have that, and that is the team that we draw. Um, I think compared to the previous season, it's obviously it's a step further. Uh, you know, we are in the playoffs where we weren't before, but given sort of how good we'd been, what was the feeling? Because it, it is an achievement, but to, you know, to say how good we were, um, it, it, was there a little bit of disappointment that we only ended up in the playoffs? And then following that, what, you know, what were the thoughts about drawing Millwall, who, as you've said before, were on that momentum? Yeah, I think um, there was always... It was always disappointment after being in the position we were in, um, you know, being at the top of the top of the league. And I wouldn't like to say that we all thought we'd thrown it away as such, because um, we did. We ended up in a little bit of good form towards the end of the season, but maybe maybe it was just a bit of a, a mental blow that uh, we'd put in all that hard work and we hadn't got automatics. But I think looking would. You know, coming up against Millwall, a team that we've done well against in the league and our league results, um, you know, we, we did feel confident. And it was, I, I think we just, you know, all had that mentality, right? Let's, you know, we had a blip in the season. Let's not um, let this good season go to waste. All this hard work, you know, let's let's make sure we go all the way and, and get promoted. But obviously, unfortunately, that that didn't happen. And I think, you know, it's, it's a strange one because you go to the den, you draw nil nil. Um, you come back to, to Glanford Park and you think, right, it's, it's you know home advantage. It's in it's in our hands, and we go one nil up. Um, and you know that, that, that's when you think, oh, you know, one foot in the final, one foot at Wembley. And unfortunately, it's, it just it just wasn't meant to be. And that that game really hurt us all as a squad um, after you know the, the amount of hard work and stuff that we put in throughout the season. It, it, it was a frustrating um, few weeks in the off season until we could until we could get going again. As, as you said, you know we we played Millwall on the second leg. Didn't we? How, how do you kind of 
you know, how do you see that game really? Because it's quite an interesting one. As you said, you know, we went to we went to the den, we got a good nil nil draw. You'd think that would put us on a really good footing to come and play Millwall at home. And I think we there was kind of a contrast in styles between the two teams, wasn't there? We 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 played some really good football on the deck. It was attacking, it was it's kind of free flowing and Millwall were more of a kind of a pragmatic kind of, you know, direct team. And and I think yes. that many fans kind of saw Scunthorpe as adopting maybe Millwall's tactics a little bit and that might have been where it gone wrong, but obviously we're not sure what, what went on in the dressing rooms are like what do you think happened there because you know really we should have been as it stood on paper beating Millwall at home I know it's yeah. easier said than done yeah exactly exactly I think um, was it complacency after you go 1-0 up you think right that's it you know we're, we're going we're going to Wembley I wasn't sure it was so much that I think it was um, you know they had a what 10-15 minute period where they scored the, the three goals mm. and I don't, it might have just been after the first goal, you know, they scored the first goal and we just didn't get behind each other. We just didn't come together and, and show up for, for a few minutes, you know, just to steady the boat. Um, and I think they just they just capitalised that on, you know, very direct, very aggressive and um, it just caught us out. Okay, so then going into the following season, I think it's, as you just mentioned, it's a disappointing to end in the way that it did uh, but then presumably the target is still the same for the next season so was there a sense of I, I guess maybe playoff hangover when you rejoined the uh, rejoined the squad for training pre-season or you know how did Graham Alexander approach it? Um, you know I, I don't think I don't think he approached it much differently than we did the season before um, and I don't think there was any need to um, you know obviously we started last season so well um, we were going for the same sort. We went to the same um, training camp abroad. You know, we hadn't changed the squad all that much and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just sort of it's hard. You know, it's it's sort of a wasted season. It, it seemed to a lot of us. You know, we just had to forget about it and, and go again. And um, yeah, I think I think that's all you can can sort of say. I guess he was just praying that we, you know we start well and we don't have a bad a bad few months like we do, but you just never know. Of course, we we go on and don't we? We, we have an, another pretty good start and then a decent run from October through to Christmas. And you know, com- compared to the previous year at the stage, you know, what were the feelings? Was, was there a bit of nerves in there, thinking you know we're coming into that period that last season you know potentially lost us from you know the chance to go up and it, where it kind of went wrong? So you know, what were the feelings? Like clearly, we don't want a repeat of last season at this stage. Yeah, I think I think going into that sort of period around about um, Christmas time, January, there's you know a little bit of um, in the back of our heads, you know, let's remember last year. Let's not, you know, go into that same same sort of state of form. And I, I, I don't know what I, th- I don't think our form was too great over the, the same period. And I, I, you know, you just can't seem to put your finger on on why that is. Um, but you know, we tried to use the year before as as motivation and um, to sort of to kick on and, and get through that that tricky period but unfortunately I don't think I don't think we we went through that period too great again yeah because it, it's the same sort of thing and, and in many ways when you look back at it it's it's almost a carbon copy of the season before you know it's, it's a good run up to Christmas that's when things start to go slightly wrong I think in this season the January was pretty good I think I think I remember rightly we drew one and one three so you know January was good but then yeah. after that up to the end of March uh, I think yeah. it's only one win in 14 or something like that yeah, yeah. so obviously you know 
know, it, the same thing is is happening again. You know, how, how do you sort of, I guess, quantify that happening with with yourself, but as a team? And and I guess it must be more nerve wracking to have it happen a second time rather than you know doing, going through it the first time and saying, oh, it, it's a fluke as such. Exactly, exactly. I think that's um, you know where we were all slightly worried for it to to sort of happen a second time um, to go on a bad run of form. Um, we just, you know, again, we were just going back to and using the season before, trying not to do the same sort of things when we went into bad form and, and try to really change it. And we, we just we just couldn't come up with the, the right solution and right answer to get us out of it. Um, and, you know, I think obviously towards the end of that, it, it ended up costing um, Graham Alexander's job. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think, again, it could have been the the correct decision just to you know something like that to to just change change the form and, and get a team out of a, of a of a really bad rut. It's a, I suppose it's a particularly difficult one, that isn't it? Really, because obviously Alexander was removed when we were fifth in the league, and kind of if if you're looking at it from outside of the club, it looks absolutely insane, doesn't it? Really, but I think you know I think some fans agreed with it, some didn't. You know what what did you make of that at the time? Yeah, I think. Uh, Personally, I, I did think it was harsh. You know, his, his record since he'd come in um, and the football we were playing was, was really good and we were getting points. It was just, it, we just seemed to have this period of, uh, I don't know, a month, a, a couple of months where we just really, the results just weren't good enough, the bottom line, really. Um, so I, I did think I did think it was harsh based on his, on his record. Um, but, you know, it's it's not it's not up to us as players who's who's in charge or whatever it's it's down to the club and obviously I think um, the chairman was was worried about you know the, the bad form continuing and and falling out of those playoff uh, spots. Yeah, he said it's, that um, that that's basically the reason why he removed that he thought that genuinely we wouldn't make it if uh, if that happened. I think one other thing we should probably touch on while we're talking about Graham Alexander uh, is something that was it was it was being banded about all the time I, I remember this um quite clearly and it was the fact that that you were playing left back for a lot of the time you know and we had Connor Townsend yes. who was he was injured at some some point of it but then seemed to be available and just didn't seem to be getting selected uh, obviously you've gone on to play left back a little bit at Millwall as well which we'll come on to a little bit later on but yeah how how was that for you playing in that position? And because I think that that was something that frustrated the fans that you'd been moved out from you know centre back. Yeah, I think um, I think we, we brought in um, some players over the summer, and he was trying to you know incorporate playing them. And I think for me moving out to left back at the time, um, you know I hadn't played left back in quite a few years, but I, I did play it when I was younger, so it wasn't completely unfamiliar. Um, and you know, I respect Graham Alexander for having that trust in me. You know, get up and down the lines and stuff. Um, even though, you know, it, it might not have been as natural to me at, at that point, having not played um, there in so long. But for me, I would have played anywhere on the pitch. You know what I mean? And I would have give, given everything. Um, so it was, I just felt as long as I was on the pitch, there was something that could contribute to the team. And then, and of course, Dawes and, and Dawson were in charge when they on the run up to the playoffs. And what did they do differently to Graham? Um, I, th- I do think they maybe ju- maybe just simplified it a, a little bit. Or again, it's hard to it's hard to put your finger on it. You know, a change changing management sometimes do, does just bring 
um, a bit of a change of environment around the place. Maybe the being on the bad run of form, loss of confidence and stuff. And maybe we did just need, again, a change to, to sort of shake us out of that, that bad rut. Um, yeah, uh, we'll come on to the second set of the playoffs in a second. But I just want to talk very briefly about that uh, Bradford game, the last game of the season. You know, live on Sky. Um, let's talk about that clearance that you make. How, how do you manage that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I have watched that a few times, and there's a there's a few. I think a couple of fans who put some Titanic music to it, which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> um, but no, that was. Um, I was obviously quite a, a special moment, a nice highlight uh, from my time at Scunthorpe. Uh, you know, I think that just, I hope, I hope that just epitomised sort of the sort of player I was. You know, put everything on the line and, and wouldn't give up. I think, I think you might be right to, honest, to be honest. <laughs> so we, yeah. we we finished fifth, don't we? And we, we draw um, Rotherham in the playoffs, which is obviously a tough matchup. Very good team, very solid um, Rotherham. And given most of the team had gone through this the year before, what was the feeling at the time? Um, again, you know, you look at the playoffs and um, we hadn't had as good a season as the season before, but, you know, we're sort of saying that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter on your league form at all. You know, we've seen last year and we finished third, technically the, the third best team in the league. Technically, they should get promoted based on form, but it, it doesn't come down to that at all. Um, it just comes down to how well you, you perform and, and the the semi-finals and, and finals so form goes out the window and it just comes down to those games and I, you know we felt we felt that we sort of owed rather than one because they'd um, done well against us in the league and we were really frustrated by that so you know we, we were quite happy that we'd drawn against rather we thought alright this is it we'll, we'll get our own back sort of thing on them but you know we struggled um, we struggled just again with, with their style of play they're very direct and um, you know, I, I think they scored from a from a corner and a throw in or something like that. So, um, you know, we just we just seem to struggle in, in those two legs. Yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, they, they do get them goals, and it's it's two all in the first leg at home. Uh, but you know, again, it's you're taking a draw into into that away game, and as we've mentioned, you know, they are a tough side. But were you confident going in, knowing that you know they didn't necessarily have that you know or a, a numerical advantage as such over the team yeah I think and again I, I go back to the season before where you know we get a draw with um, Millwall with the Den and you know that's us thinking oh, right home will win this do you know what I mean and we we're sort of thinking the same you know Rotherham will think oh they've got this in the bag you know going to um, their stadium with a clean slate sort of thing and we think they'll, they'll have it so we'll, we'll cause a bit of an upset Um but you know, again, that just that just didn't happen, unfortunately. Of course, the the away game was was pretty tough. You know, we we, we did pretty well and conceded right on half time. Time that we just couldn't quite match them in the second half. Would you say that's it's kind of a good summary? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember um, exactly how how they scored or when they scored the goals, but um, yeah, I, think, I do I do remember one of them was from a, from a long throw, and I think it was just. A, a direct style of play and, and we we struggled in that game yeah and then obviously after that game I think that's when the squad starts to break up as we know it and I think going into that Rotherham game we did have a sense of you know this this really might be the last chance you know the chairman's thrown all the money at it the previous couple of seasons yeah. if it doesn't work this time it, it might not um do you think that squad would have stayed together had we'd got promoted that year yeah, I, I do think so. I think um, 
it was a little it was a little bit tough um you know i think the season before there was um you know when we, when we were on a, a good run and we had a, quite a few players out of contract and I, I wasn't sure if that maybe played a little bit into the the sort of result of the the, the season before but i think um you know if if that team had got promoted um it, it would be silly not to keep the team together um, so yeah, I think I think we would have probably all stayed together. I think we're kind of an opinion that you know the squad was sort of like more than good enough to go up on both occasions, and you know just looking at the, just kind of looking back at the the replays now and and comparing it to our current squad, and it's just like you know we, we just sit there and think we can't believe we didn't go up on on both occasions. Really, well, why do you think it didn't happen ultimately? Uh, I mean, ultimately, it, it, it probably just fell down to the to those playoff games where. You know, we'd, we'd had good seasons um, and we just didn't perform as well as we could have in the playoffs. Um, I think if, if that's what it, if that's what it's you know comes down to, then that's probably what it was. Because um, I, I do think that we probably had one of the best. Well, might not have been viewed by others as the best squad in the league, but personally, you know, the players um, I trained with, played with, I thought we had the best squad in the league, and a lot of a lot of the players that were in um, that team across the two years, a lot of them are playing in the championship now. Mm. Uh, and then obviously you make that move to Millwall. I'm, I'm interested to know at what point did, you know, did you know that was going to happen? Because we've had Neil Bishop on here and he said that he knew that Rotherham game was going to be his last game. Uh, was it a similar situation for you? Uh, would you have stayed at Scunthorpe if, had we got promoted? What, you know, what was the situation like there? Yeah, a hundred percent. I would have, I would have stayed at Scunthorpe if we'd gone up. Um, you know, I I felt that that was you know the whole ambition of of joining Scunthorpe and what the chairman wanted to do with the club and was to take them from League One into the Championship. And a hundred percent would have stayed. You know, um, with Scunthorpe if, if they got promoted into the Championship because that's where I wanted to be to be playing my football. And you know, I didn't know that it was going to be my last game or anything like that. Um, until it came to over the summer and then there was some chat but for, for me it came down to um, just basically trying to trying to get into the, the Scotland national team and um, just playing in League One wasn't um, you know wasn't getting any sort of spotlight to, to get into the national team at that time so for me that's mainly what my, my decision was, was based on uh, obviously wanting to play at the highest level Level possible, um, but for for the national career as well, I, I really wanted to to go play in the championship. Of course, you know you're at Millwall, and, and you kind of find yourself playing back out at left back again. You know, for quite a, quite a decent amount of your time at Millwall, was that something that was kind of stipulated before you joined the club? We said, you know, we, we see you can play centre half and you can play left back. Was it expected you that you would play both roles? And kind of is there how much difference is there playing at left back in the championship? versus playing in the left left back position in League yeah, One. Yeah, I, I think uh, when, when I first signed, um, I, I did have that conversation with Neil Harris, and he said, uh, "You know, I, I watched you watched me at Scunthorpe playing however many games at left back. Um, he knew that I could I could play that position, and he did. He did say, you know, obviously versatile. You can play left back as well. And then, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's a you know, it's He's just trying to bottom me up here. You can play left back, but obviously he's signing me as a centre back sort of thing. And um, I think my first season at Millwall, um, 
you know, I, I ended up playing probably the majority of my games as sort of right side centre back as opposed to left side. And I think I just think um, when it came to the next season, uh, sorry, towards the the end of the season, and I had that opportunity to to play left back, and he, he gave me that, and I felt like I, I took it well and um, sort of proved to him. And, and prove to myself that I can I can play there. Uh, I think while we're on Millwall, we've got to have a little chat about the uh, FA Cup because obviously the eighteen nineteen uh, Millwall go on you know quite a run, uh, and you make you make quite the impact in a, in a few of these games. So in the fourth round, uh, you've got the game versus Everton, and yes, uh, yes. Millwall win three two, and yes. that's obviously an upset. But also you score that goal. So I guess what's that like? But also you're gonna get you're getting a lot of. Like national media coverage, you know, for that, given the, the yeah. upset, and so I imagine that's at a higher level than anything you've dealt with previously. So, what was it like to get that much attention? I guess uh, it was just amazing. I think um, not so much the, the sort of attention after just the, the atmosphere um, at the den on that day is, is probably one of the best atmospheres that I've ever I've ever played in. But maybe next one to that was was when we played at Hamden uh, when I was at Falkirk. Um, against Celtic, that was that was an amazing atmosphere. But just to, to score a last minute winner, you know, against Premier League team, uh, it was amazing. And yeah, I was just <laughs> I was I was buzzing for a while after that. I remember I remember watching actually and thinking that you know, Murray, you, you used to play for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we've we've got the fifth round against Wimbledon, and and you score again, and and you know it, the win puts Millwall into the quarterfinals. But unfortunately, because of of yellow cards picked up, you were suspended for that, and you know that must have been pretty frustrating for you, have, given that in, you know you'd scored in, in both the previous rounds. Yeah, um, I, it was funny because uh, I think it was the the Monday after that game we came into training, and the, the captain Steve Morrison sort of just said to me, oh, "You want do you want the good news or?" Or the bad news, and I was sort of like laughing with him, like, oh, "What do you mean we've just gone into the next round of the cup? Like, I just got the winner. What bad news could there be?" And so he basically just told me, "Look, you've picked up uh, yellows. You're suspended for the next game." So I was, I was devastated. Um, obviously, you know, the past couple of rounds um, going so well and, and scoring a couple of goals, I was, I was devastated to be missing out on that. But um, it, it turns out actually. That, a couple of games into the league after I pick up probably my only sort of injury to date in my career or my worst injury and um, end up injured for a few weeks uh, or a couple of months actually it was. So I, I wouldn't have been fit for that game anyway. Uh, we're going to move into a few general questions to start just to round, rounding up now. Um, yeah, yeah. You've spoken about your international career there and you're saying how that move to Millwall was, you know, that was something in your mind to try and get into that Scotland side. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about the under-20 experience you had. Uh, you also had under-21 experience. Yeah. So you've mentioned that the championship, you believe that you know, that would help in your selection process. Has has there been any encounters or, or training or, or conversation with the national side about you, you getting in there because you know we. I think we thought whilst you, you know, whilst you were at Scunthorpe that you know you're more than capable of being in that Scotland side. It was just the fact that you're in League One might have been holding yeah. you back. Yeah, I, I, and I, I shared. Well, I, I did have that sort of frustration because I felt that you know I was playing good football. We were playing good football uh, at Scunthorpe in League One, and I did just feel that you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter how well you're playing. It's, 
against the opposition you're playing against and stuff, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be considered for the national team. So, you know, going up in, into the championship, you know, a lot, I'd probably say majority of um, the Scottish national team was playing in the championship. Um, so obviously I thought, well, you know, that's where there's going to be a lot of spotlight in there, you know, managers coming to watch other players and, and stuff like that and, and play, just playing against, you know, a better quality of players. I thought I would, I would improve me and, and give me a better chance of getting in the team. And um, to be fair, I haven't, I haven't really had any um, contact or anything, you know, if, I've, I've had the odds, you know, there's somebody, somebody here watching you sort of thing, but um, I haven't had any, any contact or, or anything like that, which is, a little bit frustrating um, because you know it's such a massive, massive ambition of mine. I think when you were playing for us, Murray, um, we we kind of blessed a little bit with the the kind of the golden age of, of Scunthorpe United centre backs in that period. Obviously, you played alongside David Murphy, who was also very highly regarded. What, what was it like yeah. to play alongside um, Murphy himself? You know, it was brilliant. And when I first um, when I first joined, he um, he wasn't sort of in and around the team. He, he, he wasn't involved for some reason and I didn't really um, understand that but you know when when me and him played together he's you know he's got great experience and he's just so steady at the back um, I really I really enjoyed my time playing with uh, Big Muff uh, So uh, like I said a couple of general ones you, you scored a couple of goals for us along the way as well so did you have a, a favourite goal that you scored and, and maybe as well more generally did you have a, a favourite game to play in whilst you were a Scunthorpe player? It's a tough one I, probably um well, one of one of the biggest games was against Chelsea, um, but it's it's hard to it's hard to pick a, a favourite game. And I think um, maybe one of our away games to Bury, who I think we won it late on. Or there were so many like good performances and during that time that it's hard to pick out just one. And in terms of my goals, I don't think I scored many screamers. So. Uh, I think probably um, against Coventry. I think that might be my first goal for Scunthorpe. I, I remember that one. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, I think echoing what Matt said earlier on, actually, about you know when we were looking at, at highlights and things when we were getting this interview ready, uh, it. It's it will it just strike as just uh, the difference in between the the teams. I, I guess do you do you still keep an eye on Scunthorpe and their results? And are you surprised to see how far we've fallen? I guess in j- such a short space of time. Yeah, uh, I do. I do keep an eye on Scunthorpe always. Well, you know the teams I've played for and stuff. I always like to um, keep an eye on the players that you get close with and and just the club in general. And um, I think the, the season I joined Millwall. I went to go when I when I picked up my injury and I wasn't um, I wasn't involved in one of the squads. I think they were travelling away to Wigan, so I had a free weekend. I, I came to watch uh, the Scunthorpe Charlton game, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's you know Scunthorpe went in a great run of form and Charlton. I think we're doing quite well, but I watched the game and I, I was a little bit like God, like I can't remember. You know, I was getting battered off a team like that sort of thing and. I kind of felt for the for the club a little bit, um, but to see to see you know that they've ended up in, in League Two and especially and I understand a lot of the squads left and, and stuff like that, but even when they got relegated, I thought the, the squad they had was was quite strong and it shouldn't have been anywhere near really the, the relegation places. 
I think I think that Charlton game must have been the game when you met Avery and Matt Blanchard in the stands when he was off his face on Lager. I think <laughs> he remembers that very well. Yeah, yeah, his finest moment that Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've we've just got one one more question then to to kind of bring this one to an end. Then would you like to just sum up your time with the Iron and and kind of what it's meant to you and, and your career? Yeah, um, it's probably you know. I, after my spell at Falk and going to Huddersfield and, and having such a frustrating time at Huddersfield, going to Scunthorpe, you know, I, I just I just loved every minute of it. I think um, the, the whole club, the fans, the fans were brilliant with me. Um, we played some great football. I had, we had some great times, but um, it always stick with me. The you know the, the the playoff defeat and the season we didn't quite go up, and it's just you ask again, you ask any of the. the the team at, at that time and that'll that'll stick with them that'll hurt um so it's yeah I, I i feel like we didn't we didn't quite achieve what we should have for the for the club at that period of time um but you know my, my general my general experience of, of being at scunthorpe was uh, was brilliant I, I really loved it yeah and and i'll tell you we, we definitely love watching you play and thank you so much for joining us Murray. it's been fantastic oh you're more than welcome and thank you very much everybody for listening to this and we'll see you on the next in conversation what a man i fucking love murray i miss him (laughs) what what a player i'll miss him mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market